Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. That was nice and deep, Dave. I try and go an octave lower. That was good. Yeah, I don't know if I get a full octave because I'm not musical, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I know it sounds like I know what I'm talking about if I say I try and go an octave lower. That's good. That's good. So if I fooled you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been fooled by you, Dave. Yeah, well. You know, I, I think if you act confident about things and do things in a certain way, people think you know what you're doing. It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. I remember when I was younger, I worked with a guy um, that taught me how to video edit and stuff. And he, he was in the industry and stuff. And we went to this one bigger event. I forgot what it was called. Um, but it was at a big stadium. It was a Christian event and all okay. that. And we, he brought his camera to film. He's like, he's like, just follow my lead. I'm like, okay. And like, he didn't have any like press pass or anything, but like he just walked as if he belonged to be there. Nobody questioned him. Yeah. And we got like, we went behind the scenes. We got to interview people, you know, and it just goes to show. It's like, there you go. Yeah. I'm not saying you should do that. But. No, but I, <laughs> no, but that's hilarious. I, I had a college buddy who, uh, who basically went to, I can't remember what it was, the Grammys or one of those, where do they put a red carpet? Do they put them in Everywhere. all of them? Okay, well. We could do a red carpet here if you like. Well, to. whatever. He they he went to one of those. He had no way to get in. Uh huh. But he went with a um a you know he made up a badge that said press. He went in. He just walked in and started grabbing people and talking to them and interviewing them. And they all would talk to him and it was hilarious. Yeah. Because he acted. In yeah. fact, all right, I'll I'll tell a secret that I don't want anybody in the in <laughs> <laughs> anybody in the Green Bay area to repeat this. Okay. Just so, whisper it to me so that nobody hears. All right. So years ago, yeah. I wanted to communicate with Reggie White. Okay. Now, he was one of the great players for the Packers. He was a Christian player. And I thought, I need to, I need to send him an encouragement. You know, some stuff going on. I forgot what it was. So I called the Packers. And all I said was, hey, I need to talk to Reggie. And they say, who is this? I say, it's Dave. Tell Reggie I, I need to talk to him. And... They put me on hold and said, well, here's the, the number that, of, of his fax machine that's right next to where he's um, getting rehab. So just send him a message there and he'll get back to you. <laughs> I thought, oh, that was fun. <laughs> so you faxed him a message? I did. I, he didn't return it. So, <laughs> 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 But I had my fun. You know, it's, it's one of those where you, I think sometimes in life you got to lighten up and just Enjoy something. I wonder if it was actually his fax machine number or uh, yeah, the number trash. in the Green Bay office. <laughs> they've, got this, they've got this fax machine that shreds and, and goes right into the garbage after. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, yeah, who is this, Dave? Yeah. Let's and see they, what they, they asked say. me, they said, did you, give him the fa- did you give him the garbage fax number again? Yep. yep. <laughs> it's the 400th one today. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's the secret that's uh, behind the scenes. That you yeah, and know. all of them think they talked to Reggie when they were done, so. That's right. All right, so I'm the fool. All right, very good. Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your brain. No, you know what? I, I realize that that can happen, but I, I also enjoy um, just trying things. It did work out another time. I remember there was a, a local weatherman. We used to have outdoor education here at Silverbird Ranch, mm-hmm. and that's what my master's degree is actually in. So we were having some schools here, and one of the schools called me and said, we need a weatherman. So I... I I just went right away and called one of the major channels over there in Green Bay and, and asked for the weatherman by name. Okay. And uh, they said, what do you want? I said, well, I, I got to talk to him. I need him to come over here and talk to some of these kids. He said, well, normally we send his assistant. And I remember telling him, I said, we don't want the second string. We want, we want the man. 
<laughs> you know, I'm sitting there thinking, they're going to hang up. They patched me to them. They, really? Oh, yeah. And so I was talking to him. He goes, how did you get through? I said, I didn't want a second stringer. I want you. Yeah. He came. He yeah. came. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, he came, taught weather to the kids. I mean, it, it was a fun moment. And I thought, oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. So every once in a while, I think life can be pretty serious. Go ahead and have a little fun. Yeah, if you need to reach somebody, get out the day yeah. and, and he'll make it happen. Yeah, well, no, don't do that to me. Uh, you can call any time, though, and act like, uh, you know, really somebody and ask for Jason and he'll answer. <laughs> And I'll pat you through today. No, no. My number's <laughs> unlisted. My desk is empty. I, I roam the country. You don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Let me read a Bible passage here. we get to something more important. <laughs> Please do. Yes, because we're going nowhere right now. And uh, many of you have already clicked the podcast off saying, really, this is where we're going today? Either that or you just fast-forwarded to the next 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, well. So. You know, I think one of the, the realities that young people need to grab and that even my age needs to grab is the idea that judgment comes and it comes quickly, but it's not, it doesn't uh, happen quickly, but it comes quickly. For example, okay. um, let's, let's use the idea of shopping in a store. Like I, I go to Walmart to buy groceries or whatever else. Okay. I spend a half hour in the store just gathering materials. Yep. That's the slow part. Then I go to the cashier, and they, they add it all up and hit a button. That's the fast part. You owe me now $5,000. Unless you do self-checkout, then it's still a process. It's still a process, yeah. But there's a point where you end and go pay. Yes. That's, that's the one moment where all of a sudden everything goes, boom, give me 500 bucks. Wow, he spent a lot. Yeah, well, whatever. I you know, know. so, it, but it's all at once. Yeah. Until then, it's just there's a little this, a little that. I'm not really sure the cost. You know, I mean, I don't add it all up as I'm putting it in the card. I don't really know. But when that final button gets hit, Mm -hmm. I know what I owe. Yep. That's how life really is. Yeah. There's a bunch of little things that eventually there's a total button. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're in God's family, it's not because you live right, because you're sinless, because there's no way to do that. You're in God's family because you put your trust in Jesus as your Savior. He's the one that paid for your sin and you understand that and you've trusted him as your savior that's how you're in god's family but then if you don't live like you're in god's family you're not taking advantage of the benefit of knowing how you're supposed to live because mm-hmm. god only wants you to live in a way that benefits you yeah so when he asks you something it's for your own good you have three boys i do do you ever just ask him to do something that will hurt them for the fun of it no of course not That'd it, be silly. It, it would be absolutely wrong yeah so if you're asking them to do something, at least in your brain, you have a reason that's good for them mm-hmm. why you're asking them. Right. Do they always understand the reason? No. You ask them to do it anyway? Yep. Exactly. If they don't, there can be a consequence that takes place. Mm-hmm. A lot of times those consequences happen and it's too late to fix it. Mm. So let's say you, you warn the kids, there's a tree in the backyard the wind damaged the branch. I know you normally climb it. Don't climb it because you could fall. Yeah. And one of your kids don't listen. Mm-hmm. They climb up. They go out on the branch. It falls. They break their leg. That's the judgment moment. The branch is coming down. They're going, ah. That's the moment mm-hmm. where they realize, I shouldn't have done this. Yeah. But now it's too late. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. There's a time where it's too late and we get so used to it not being too late. Mm -hmm. So we never really want to adjust our lives because we keep thinking there's more mercy, there's more grace. Mm -hmm. 
the total button won't get hit. Yeah. The truth is the total button will get hit. Let me read Luke 17, 37. And he said to the disciples, the days are coming when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look there or look here. Do not go out and follow them. For as lightning flashes and the lights of the and lights the sky from one side to the other, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Uh, likewise, verse 28, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking and buying and selling and planting and building. But on the day when Lot went out from Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from the heaven and destroyed them all. I, you know, Jesus is trying to teach him something here. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? You need to understand this. The people in Noah's day, they didn't adjust to Noah's message. And every single day they got away with it until the last day. Yeah. And so looking at the day getting away with it, they thought, we can do this. Because mm -hmm. it took Noah over 100 years to build that ark. Right. So he's building, saying, you know, God's going to have it rain and this is going to happen. After a while, people were looking at that saying, really? I don't think they believed him. Mm -hmm. In fact, the Bible, Jesus is saying here, in fact, the people went on with their lives. They, they didn't really consider that. And since they didn't consider it, the day it came, it was a surprise, even though it shouldn't have been. Mm -hmm. And I would ask young people today, if God executes his judgment on our nation, would it really be a surprise? Mm -hmm. Or do you expect him to, but just not in your lifetime, so you're not adjusting for it? it when you look at this, you think, okay, let's look at the people of Noah's day again. So Noah's telling them he's building this boat. It's in a mountain. doesn't make any sense. But Noah's the guy who knows God. So I think you'd be wise to listen to the guy who knows God, but they didn't think so. Mm -hmm. Then one day, one day, out of the woods or wherever, I don't know, animals started coming and getting on this boat. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you at that point ask yourself a few questions? Oh, totally. I'd be like, huh. Yeah. That's not normal. Exactly. As I saw a pair of lions just right. waltzing onto the ark. Exactly. Like, hmm. Wouldn't that at least begin a conversation? I would think so. Now, here's the problem. If you haven't if you haven't listened to our last program, our last podcast, go to relate365.com and, and download it. We were talking about predetermined answers. Mm -hmm. What do you think the predetermined answer for Noah was at this point? You'll see. Yeah, or... They call them nuts. Oh, oh, you mean other the predetermined oh, answer? Yeah, yeah. The people that weren't on yeah, the yeah. boat. What do you think they were saying about it? Oh, yeah, that guy's a loony. So if you started to say he knew what he was talking about, it went against what everyone was saying about him. Right. So you can't ask that. So the animals come out and they start going on the ark. You're not allowed to ask if you were wrong, because you've already determined that Noah's a nut job. Well. Is that how it really works? Hmm. I think so. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, all the animals get on there. 
And the Bible tells us, and you go check this um, Bible story out in Genesis, but all of a sudden, the Bible says that God shut the door. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how that works exactly. It's just probably a big door at this point, probably a heavy door, probably too heavy for Noah to pick up. Mm-hmm. But it says God shut it. So all of a sudden, if you stand there, you watch all these animals go on the ark. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the door, boom. Now, again, if the predetermined answer is Noah's a nut job, you're just shaking your head going, the nut job is now locked in there with all these animals. Yeah. The tigers and lions are going to eat them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. You know I mean? that That's what they're going to do. Oh, yeah. So then... You, you really, as far as we understand, we don't think it's it's rained before this time or whatever. So then all of a sudden, the sky gets dark. Never mm-hmm. got dark before. Yeah. When is it that you finally realize you're in trouble? Probably when you feel that first raindrop. Who knows? I don't know. I mean. And what happened? Were they allowed in then? Nope. It was too late. It was too late. And that's the principle that most of us don't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. If today is, you know, the Bible says today is, if today's the day of salvation, don't put it off. Don't, today is the day. You know, you, when God speaks to your heart, respond to him on that day. Don't wait until a more convenient moment. You may not have a convenient moment. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, for over a hundred years, the people could have responded to Noah. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what went on, uh, honestly, and I think no one does, because I, I would imagine I don't know in his family. It sounded like they worked on the ark. I imagine he might have hired other people. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Uh, but I just can't imagine building it completely with you and your sons. I, I mean, I maybe. But maybe hired other people. So I, I think other people knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. But they didn't do anything with what they knew because they predetermined how crazy it was. Mm-hmm. And that goes on a lot. Sodom and Gomorrah. Same thing. Lot's in this town, Sodom. So he's in the town. Somehow he's normalized living in the town. He's normalized living among sinful people, mm-hmm. which, of course, everybody's sinful, so that's kind of a general statement. Right. But this town, I mean, he was willing at one point, and, and you're looking at it and you think, why was he willing to throw his daughters out to a crowd to have them raped? Mm-hmm. How do you even get there as a father where you'd be willing to do that? Right. Well, you're not allowed to ask that question. Because the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, according to today's, they, they weren't wrong. They, they just had different beliefs and thoughts. And No. If you're willing to throw your own daughters out to get abused, that, that's not healthy. That's not right. No. Yeah, that's not. So all of a sudden, you know, can you imagine Lot talking to people and probably saying things like God's judgment is going to come and everyone thinking really lot like who are you to yeah we've lived this way for how many years lot yeah but let me go back to the illustration of how judgment happens all of a sudden there's a total button yeah and everything in your cart needs to be paid for Mm -hmm. now I don't have to worry about that because everything in my cart God's paying for yeah when that total button is hit no problem. Mm-hmm. But in life, there is a total button. And when it gets hit, there's payment. And in, in Sodom and Gomorrah, when Lot and his wife left, the town was destroyed one day. And I think of all the people that were there thinking, 
We haven't been destroyed for years. We have not been listening to God for years. We've been ignoring God for years. And nothing's happened to us. And uh, this passage was on 31 verse. says, on that day, let the one who's on the housetop with his goods and the house not come down to take them away. And likewise, let the one who's in the field not turn back. Remember Lot's wife? Remember, she was told a very simple directive. Don't look back at the city that's being destroyed. But she did. Immediately, the judgment came upon her. I think sometimes we, we get too used to the idea that God is patient. Mm. And we say, well, I got away with it. Perhaps I'll get away with it again. And that's not the healthy mind frame. Well, and that's Satan sneaking in his, you know, making you doubt the truth. Yeah. You know, he wants you to think that. It's like, well, you didn't get caught last time. You could probably sneak it by another time. Yeah. And then the next time it's like, well, see, it's getting a little bit easier to do. It's really not that big of a deal. And so you keep listening to that part of it rather than the bigger voice that's in there saying, oh, you shouldn't do this. You still hear that, but you also listen to that small voice that says, no, it's not that big of a deal until you give in and you ignore it so much, just like the examples that we use until the the voice of saying you shouldn't do this has become second nature to say no to. Right. And you just automatically go to the, I can do this and it's fine. Yeah. And then, like you said, all of a sudden, you know, well, we don't, we don't look at the, change. we don't look at the right example. If, if I'm walking around Walmart and I see you there yeah, and I say, you know what? I got all this stuff I didn't have to pay for. And we're in the store and I have it in my cart and yeah. I haven't gone out yet. Yeah. I'll look at you like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I don't have to pay. For, I, I didn't pay for any of this. That's right. So what would you say to me? It's not yours, Dave. Yeah. It, <laughs> and you will pay for it. You will. If you open it yeah, up, but, you're going to pay for it. But think about it. I have it all in my cart. This is, and, and I haven't paid for any of it. I'd be like, Dave, are you feeling You know okay? what I'm going to do? I'm going to go take some more. <laughs> so then I go around the store and I keep throwing more stuff in there. And in my cart, I go, I'm going to get another cart. Do you realize I haven't paid for any of any of this stuff in my cart? None mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. And now you're chasing me around going, hey, fool, old guy, old guy. You're going to have to pay for this. You're going to have to. If you want to get out of here. Oh, I know, but right now I don't have to. Yeah. I can have it all in my cart and think, it's all mine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for now. Mm-hmm. But when you go out. There's going to be a button to hit. Mm. And you have to pay for it. Yeah. And that's really what people don't understand, I think, in life. I think some of the young people I talk to, I know it's it's something they don't want to talk about because they don't think I know about it. And I know about it because I'm human. Every human being thinks they have um, the ability to have kind of a secret life. Mm-hmm. But nobody has a secret life. No. So nobody has any secrets from God. Correct. So if you're listening today and you think, well, nobody really knows this. This isn't going to harm me. I'm just putting extra beef in the, in my cart. It doesn't really matter. Well, it doesn't matter while you're pushing the cart. You're right. Mm-hmm. But once you get it to the checkout, it's going to matter. So whatever you're doing in secret, it's not secret. And, and if it's going to be something that's going to hurt you later, 
it will hurt you later. And the way that that works is it happens all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And you will have no time then to prepare for it. If, if I don't know, have you ever, uh, when you're a kid or even when you're an adult, they ring it all up and you don't have your wallet or something? And you're looking at them going. Oh, oh yeah, I've forgotten my wallet in the car or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've done that too. And this particular store said, well, then you don't get any of it. It's like, well, yeah, I don't know how to resolve this other than go home. And we live 30 miles from town. Yeah. I don't know how to resolve this uh, other than go home and get a credit card. I did have some friends in town. I could run over and borrow some money from them. But the bottom line is not the cashier's problem. Right, right. I thought it was mine until this button got hit. And I realized that that's when I started looking for the resources. Yeah. I would have been smarter to check if I had the resources beforehand, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, normally, if I'm with my wife, she asks me if I have my wallet because mm-hmm. it obviously has happened where I don't. Where you haven't, that's right. But I don't have to because she has hers, so either way, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the worst is when you go to Costco. You uh, check out, and it's like, yeah, that's $395. It's like, I got four things in my card. Well, yeah. How did that add up? Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to pay for them until you leave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that, that rich people in general, and most people in the United States of America are rich, I think they just don't believe that disaster will come. I think they're so used to living in comfort and living in ways that they can control that they, they don't think that there's going to come a time where there is no control for them. Yeah. But there is. Um, and, and you know, I've had to watch my parents die. I've had to watch my wife's parents die. I watched, uh, my wife's dad, who was a brilliant man, a doctor, very successful in life, waste away with a Parkinson's disease that he couldn't control. Mm. It, you can't do anything about that. Right. You can live your life as a physician, do everything you can to be healthy. And he still got Parkinson's, you know, things happen in life. Yeah. Uh, some things maybe we can avoid. Other things you're not going to avoid. There's, you know, I'm not going to avoid getting old. Mm-hmm. That that's not going to happen. Neither are you, by the way. You're, right. It happens. Matthew 19:23 to 30. It says, and Jesus says to his disciples, "Truly I say to you, only with difficulty will a rich person enter the kingdom of heaven." And again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. I think I look at that and I think, wow, what's he really saying? Mm -hmm. Does entering the kingdom of God have to do with our money? No. No, but there's so many distractions Mm -hmm. with people who have money. Yeah. Um, How long have you been married? Eight years. Eight years. And really, if you're going to have a marriage that's worth anything, you need to spend some time with your wife. Mm -hmm. 100%. So, if you're not spending time with her, you're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. So what if what if you were into fishing so you were never home? Then I need to... But is fishing up. bad? No, fishing isn't bad. Okay. What if you were into hunting and you were never home? Then it might be. Is hunting bad? No. What if you were into working on automobiles so you're always out in the garage working on a car? Yep. Is it bad? No. Yeah. So it, it could be anything. See, it's not that riches by themselves yeah. are bad. But what if they control us so that what's important never happens? Right. 
What do you do if, if you are being controlled by something that is not bad, but it is controlling you? What, do you? what can you do? Get rid of it. Stop doing it. That's kind of radical. It is radical, but it is. It's, that's what it needs to take sometimes. Yeah, years ago there was a guy, and he, uh, he contacted us, and he gave us a jet boat at camp. And this was before jet boats were really cool. Mm. I mean, before people had them more sure. in number. And it was a big, massive. I, I, I think it had like a 400 Chrysler engine. And I mean, big and oh wow, big boat, noisy. But the reason he gave it to us, he pretty much said, I, "I bought this boat for my family. It's the most important thing to my children. They worship this boat. Hmm. I'm giving it to you. I got to get it out of here." Yeah. And I thought, "Whoa, there's a dad that's got his head on." Yeah. You know, the first thought was, "I'm buying this so that my family can enjoy." Mm-hmm. water skiing on a lake, you know, that kind of thing. But then he started to see how it took over. And yeah. he realized the only way to really solve this is not have this boat. Just to rip off the Band-Aid, per yeah. se. Yeah. And so he did. And I, I, I've always learned from that. It's like, you know what? If something has that much control and power over you, mm-hmm. you probably need to not have it around. Mm-hmm. And if you do have it around, you'll probably always yield to its power. Yeah. It's the way it is. You don't tempt people. If if you are uh, one who struggles with um, eating too many sweets, you don't buy donuts and just sit them on the counter so that you can learn to say no. No. That's not what you do. Mm-mm. Don't have any donuts in right. the house. Um, I told you earlier that my wife and I right now are into making cinnamon rolls once a week. That, yeah. There's a reason why we're not doing it every day. Yeah. You know, once a week, treat, okay, on that day, get cinnamon roll. I I can gain weight quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't want them laying around. Right. Yeah, but you should be able to say no to them. Do you know that I could apply these principles? I could actually eat a cinnamon roll or two a day and probably live till tomorrow and say I got away with it. Mm-hmm. But six months from now, yeah, you're going to see a different Dave. And I won't even see it because the changes are going to be so slow. Right. Except for, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I was a lot heavier, wear the same pants. So I don't, I don't know how we do that. We just slide them down or something. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure how that works. I know women can't do that, but I, you know, it, my wife has always been amazed. It's like, it doesn't matter your waist size, you wear the same pants. I mean, yeah. You, you know, maybe you got different lengths or something. That's funny. No, I think I think it's so important that we always keep our, our mindset on eternity and the fact that, you know, the small choices that we make now, even though we might not see the consequences or the result of it, will add up eventually. It will. You know, because our life goes beyond the here and now. Um, there was a, a quote I came across um, uh, years ago, and I, I keep, keep it written down in my office, and it's uh, from Francis Chan. It might have been from his Crazy Love book. I can't remember okay. where exactly it's from, but he says this. He says, true faith means holding nothing back. It bets everything on the hope of eternity. You know, and that's just my constant reminder as, as I replay that in my head every now and then. It's like, man, am I making the right choices now knowing that not only am I living my life, but my boys and my wife are following in my footsteps. And so right. am I making the choices as a husband, as a father, and as a man to set me su- myself up for eternity. Yep, the total button one day for all of us will be hit. You know, and that's the thing. And so as you're listening today, I hope that's an encouragement slash challenge for you is is what are the, the things that you might be allowing in your life that you need to double check? 
Unfortunately, we're out of time here on Younger and Older. We thank you for joining us. Feel free to listen back on this episode or even other episodes on uh, Relate365.com where you can check out this podcast and even a couple other resources that we have there. But thank you. This is Jason and Dave. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.